So as you know, the government passed the Work-Life Balance Act earlier this year. It sets out a, a range of new rights for employees and one of those rights is a, a right to five days paid leave for victims of domestic violence. Uh, and we've just undertaken a consultation with uh, employers, trade unions uh, and domestic violence NGOs in terms of the rate at what this uh, leave will be paid. Uh, and I'm announcing today that following that consultation, the rate will be 100% uh, a person's salary. Uh, and the reason we're setting the rate of that is we recognise that victims of domestic violence, uh, if they're forced out of work to, uh, I suppose, uh, address the consequences of, of, of the domestic violence, they are at a greater risk of poverty. So as such, it's appropriate that they are paid their uh, their, their full rate of pay while they're taking that leave. OK, so that's, this would be different to things like disability pay. For example, if somebody was sick, somebody had cancer or something like that, they would be, we would have a different rate. Well, yes, s- some, s- I know sick, some... Yeah. some employers obviously do pay the full rate of pay Mm. but they're not necessarily obliged to. Yeah, so sick leave, for example, which the government introduced last year, that's set at 70% uh, the, the, the normal rate of pay. But the, I suppose the particular unique characteristics of um, domestic violence and the particular risk that victims of domestic violence face of, of falling into poverty uh, kind of mitigates towards paying this, uh, this new leave at, a, at the full 100% rate of a, a person's wage or salary. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's good news on, on the full pay front. Five days seems quite little if you were actually the victim of domestic violence, either a serious assault or indeed maybe fleeing the home situation. Five days seems quite short. Well, we're one of the first European countries to introduce paid uh, domestic violence leave. Uh, I know New Zealand and, and Australia have, have done something similar, but it isn't something that's been done I- in Europe to date. So this is a, a, a very new approach. Uh, I think it's one that uh, ties in with the, the focus this government has placed on addressing the issue of, of domestic, sexual and gender-based violence and getting this leave implemented has been a, a priority for the government. It's been a priority for the, the Green Party uh, as well. But we've also said that after two years, Years, this leave is going to be examined in terms of its take-up, in terms of its effectiveness. So most new laws are kind of reviewed after maybe four or five years. Yeah. We set a tighter time limit for this one for two years, uh, recognising A, it's very new, uh, but also recognising that this is kind of a, a, an area that's developing in other uh, countries now and it's appropriate that we review it after two years to see and look at uh, the government who's reviewing it then, it may make decisions in terms of uh, in- increasing the amount of time that can be taken. And Minister do you expect, obviously I was going to say women, but of course I presume, presume men are entitled to this yeah, leave too oh, and oh, are also victims. victims yeah, yeah. So, so I, I didn't mean to suggest such a thing. Mm-hmm. But do you believe that workers will go to their employers and say they are the victims of domestic violence? Because I have to say as somebody who has worked with, with victims of domestic violence myself over the years, it's a very covert thing. People are mm-hmm. generally hiding it mm-hmm. and hiding it for long periods of time before they will come out and say it. So it strikes me as as quite a big leap for people to be going to their boss and saying, by the way, I, my, my partner is... is is hitting me or or what have you. It Mm. it seems like a very personal thing to say to your employer. Well, look, we're making it as easy as as possible in terms of of making it easy to claim. So, for example, uh, an employee doesn't have to submit any evidence to their employer. Uh, They just merely need to say, I need to take this domestic violence leave. And secondly, uh, working with women's aid, we're putting in place a a range of, uh, I suppose, policy advice for employers in terms of how they uh, deal with the situation, A, where an employee seeks domestic violence leave, 
but more generally where that employer becomes uh, aware that one of their employees okay. is a victim of domestic violence. So there will be so a, sort of a, to, a, a back scaffolding support as well there perhaps. I, exactly, exactly. It's trying to recognise exactly as you said, Kira, that these uh, conversations are difficult. Yeah. A lot of the times they don't happen right now, but we may need to make it easier for those conversations okay, to take so place. OK, so this is being announced today. When will this legislation be, be brought into effect? So the leave will be claimed from uh, from autumn. So we're just finishing off the regulations now and we're finishing off those those uh, those uh, employer policies, that scaffolding, as you described it earlier on. And, and from uh, from from mid autumn, th- this leave will be uh, will be available to uh, to vi- victims of domestic violence. OK, Minister, just just moving on to one or two other things. Um, Front of the Irish Independent this morning, one month's free rent for tenants in the budget. Um, Measures being brought about to ease, I suppose, cost of living for, for generation rent. Is, are we likely to see this or other things as well? Well, we're what first week in August now, so we're we're getting into budget speculation fairly f- fairly early, uh, and I'm always uh, reluctant to to do it in my own area. Never never mind a, a different minister's uh, portfolio. You, you're in a minority but, there, minister. There's a lot of kites <laughs> being flown. <laughs> what I, what I will say is, I, I know from from canvassing in, in my own constituency in Dublin West, I know the 500 euro uh, tax credit for renters that was introduced in last year's budget was popular, was helpful, uh, and look, the government knows it needs. To to continue to, to, to take measures to, to support renters. Okay, so, so you would be in favour of that even though it is a Fianna Fáil proposal or, or it looks like a Fianna Fáil proposal from this interview? Well, look, I, I think it's, uh, you know, all the measures we take in, 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 in the budget are, are, are measures uh, across government looking, looking to support all, all parts of society. Okay. Um, moving on to something else that was in the papers over the weekend, that, that is your bailiwick. Um, a very interesting interview with a, a hotelier in Yall saying that over 600 hotel bed nights had been taken out of East Cork over the last uh, period of time. That was decimating, I suppose, the summer hospitality trade. These beds, uh, as as reported in the papers, were taken out to provide accommodation to those seeking international protection. I don't think many people would deny the fact that people seeking international protection need somewhere to stay. But are we going to see hospitality released from, I suppose, uh, particularly in the summer, from, from, I suppose, the responsibility of accommodating international uh, protection victims? Simply because this hotelier was saying that between the bad weather and the beds being taken away from tourists, that literally the hospitality trade, particularly rurally, is on its knees and it may not survive. Well, we 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 in our department have have, have made use of about thirteen percent of tourist beds across the country to accommodate uh, both people uh, seeking international protection and, and particularly those fleeing the uh, the the war in Ukraine. So thirteen percent is a it's a it's a it's a sizable mm. figure. And in some um, places, Donegal, I think it was fifty percent. Some parts of the western seaboard, thirty percent. So thirteen percent is an average. You know, I I also think many of the the, the major tourism uh, organisations recognise that somewhere between ten and fifteen percent was a was a figure that, that that they could manage with, and 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 it was. But one is there that a goal of to, moving to away from from, from hotels to modular housing or something different? Uh, Absolutely, and, and we are seeing moving away, whether it's modular, whether it's the refurbished units, or indeed whether it's the, the vacant homes and the, the pledged accommodation. So, for example, we've over 12,000 uh, Ukrainians living in pledged or vacant accommodation at the moment through the, the uh, that, that or 
original Red Cross scheme that that was opened very soon after the war uh, the, the the war commenced. Okay. So we have uh, large numbers of Ukrainians living in 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 other. Um, can types you make of a commitment that we will see accommodation? Can you make a commitment that we will see uh, less hotel beds taken up in this way? What I can commit to is that we will continue to make efforts to diversify the types of accommodation that we have. As I say, we've done so already. We are bringing modular accommodation online now. Ukrainian uh, displaced persons are living in modular accommodation in Cork and and in Sligo and will be moving in in, in other parts of the country during this month. Would you envisage that that, that, that huge... It looks horrendous, but I have no idea what it's like. Barge in the UK that that has seen uh, asylum seekers arrive on board yesterday. Would we be looking at things like that, floating uh, asylum seeker accommodation? Floating accommodation is something that we're looking at um, and it's a consequence of, I suppose, the the overall pressure on our accommodation system uh, and and Ireland and and, and all European countries are are, are facing this pressure as a result of A, the war in Ukraine and and B, wars and conflicts in in wider parts of the world. No, no, it's not something we we can rule out. Uh, Anything that provides safe accommodation for for people is something we need to consider. Can I just ask you your reaction to, to the library protest that we have seen in Cork um, people protesting outside being accused of being far right being accused of being homophobic um, what's your reaction to what is going on there this kind of controversy about certain books being being on library shelves well, I, I was in Cork last week and I, I was actually talking to, to members of the LGBTI community there and kind of hearing their their take in terms of the impact that these protests were, were having on, on them look libraries offer really really important public services and, and they're really central to many committees uh, and I, I, you know people disturbing this people blocking access people basically shutting down libraries around the country I, I really think they need to examine what, what they're about you know libraries are used by, by whether it's young people studying whether it's people trying to access services yeah. and the fact that, that they're being being abused but also that library staff local authority staff themselves are being abused simply because and, they're working And can these, I ask you premises. because these protesters I've heard some of them what they have said and they have said this is not a far right thing we are concerned parents and some of the, the material that's being talked about for example the book uh, This is Gay that they are concerned that the book is sexually explicit and inappropriate for the age group that it's being put on the shelf for. Is there truth in that? Because that's what parents around the country are wondering. I, I don't believe that's that's an accurate uh, that's an accurate. Um, I'm not actually of, saying of that, that it is. I'm merely book. saying that's what's being said, and, I, and I'm wondering what your response to it is. Well, I, I don't think uh, these uh, protests are are in any way proportionate to 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 what is what is being said. What what is the the alleged concerns that 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 some of these groups are 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 putting forward? But I also think it's very clear that these are highly organised. They've taken place in in Cork, in Limerick, in 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 in, in yeah. Swords, in 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 Fingal. So um, I, I I'm not clear that this does represent concerns parents. Okay. I think it's a much more organised group trying to again target members of the LGBTI All plus right. community. 